Insights Marketing Day is back. This one-day virtual event will be packed full of industry-leading speakers providing essential tips and tools to improve your company's marketing. From social to web, blogging to podcasting, we'll cover a range of topics that need to be addressed for a successful, comprehensive, and interconnected marketing plan. We'll talk big picture with strategy and annual content calendars down to granular level micro actions so you leave informed and inspired. If you're ready to get a jump start on your 2021 marketing goals, you need to attend Insights Marketing Day. Visit insights-marketing.org. Use the code PERCH, P-E-R-C-H, at checkout for 20% off your ticket price. See you there. Hello, and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. This is Priscilla McKinney, of course, Mama Bird, and with me today is Colson Steber. I've known him for quite a while. In fact, I met Colson at an Insights Association event, and then I see him all over the world. We just bump into each other all the time, but I'm going to get a chance to talk with him and grill him a little bit about what's going on, but he is the co-CEO of CFR, and we're going to also talk about some interesting things at the end of some new directions that CFR is going. But Colson Stepper, welcome to the show. Hey, Priscilla. I'm happy to be here. Well, you and I love to talk to each other at events, so we try and stay in touch with what's going on, but some people might not know you, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of uh, the insider track to Colson. He is really one of those people who champion um, the the underdog, the lost cause, the I'll hold on and, and make this work kind of guy. <laughs> is that a fair representation, Colson? Certainly could be, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that you've been in the industry for so long, really your entire career. And so a lot of people say to me that you just get it. You know, you, you know that people need to be communicated to through the entire process of recruiting and getting a, uh, you know, uh, research into the field. And I know that you go long for your clients. You really do everything you can to build trust and, and to get that confidence really in that flywheel. Um, but I think more than anything, people comment to me that you are someone that they would like to have in their corner. So as a CEO, you know, tell us a little bit about your day-to-day at CFR. Well, I head up strategy as the visionary of the business and finance. My day-to-day right now includes six to eight hours of video meetings, coordinating what's going on at internally as well as meeting with customers, prospective customers, and uh, talking to people in the industry so I can keep a pulse on all that is going on in the world. Well, you and I end up bumping into each other on LinkedIn on that because you do keep up with what's going on. But let's, you mentioned something there about being on constant video chats. And here we are again on another one doing a podcast. So let's talk a, a little bit of the pain and the beauty of remote work because I know your company made the shift at the start of the pandemic and 100% of your staff went remote. And that was the case for so many businesses nationwide. And it's working for your staff, but you have recently kind of morphed into a little bit of a different idea, kind of a blended. So what have you learned from this process? Yep. I think that 
what I realized is that we're always working 100% remote from our customer and that a portion of our team has always worked remote because we have people all over the U.S. and then and even two that are military wives in Spain. And yet I was not very intentional as a leader and manager on how to be focused on remote work and remote leadership. Whereas being thrust into an environment where I was 100% remote to everyone all the time and still am, has made me take very seriously how to create the right communication, the right meeting pulse, the right experiences to come together as one team, even though I have seen no one that works for me in uh, five months. (laughs) Wow. That is really crazy when you are used to seeing 98% of them on a daily basis. And not all CEOs work like that. That's a little bit special to how you work. You are really, um, you know, in the trenches with your workers. And so that has to be a really big shift. But I really got interested in it and wanted to talk with you about it because you recently published an article on LinkedIn about the pandemic mindset shift that happened and you kind of pinpointed it for you in May, but explain to everybody else what triggered that shift and what the impact was on your life. Right. So some context would be that I have definitely spent the last nine years of my life on working to explore my own potential and figure out how I can optimize life and get better and definitely live by a continuous improvement growth mindset type of mentality. And so I'm definitely high on that in that regard. So then getting into the pandemic, I would say I felt very much thrust back into that survival mode that entrepreneurs get stuck in that two or three years ago, I was very much stuck in and, and was in a, and I felt a lot of self-pity over being put back into that situation because about 60% of our work in progress evaporated in a matter of two weeks at the end of March. Mm -hmm. And we did as many proposals in the entire month of April as we do in a typical week. So it didn't feel good. And I was essentially treating it by just being always on, like from the moment I woke up until the moment I went to sleep, my mind was running and I was trying to solve it all and run all of the financial modeling, fix all the issues, realize there was some training gaps within my account management team that I was addressing the downtime with uh, a lot of intensive training, but I, I really hated where I was at. And so accountability partner and I had agreed at the beginning of the May to reread uh, a phenomenal book, uh, which is uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it was that at every single Monday morning, I do goal and priority setting for the week. And I was sitting there that Monday and was particularly unhappy with how my weekend had went and just where I was at with things. And I decided that I had to start getting back to like the the keystone habits or, or basically the fundamentals of what works for me and build things back up from there. And I've done a lot of work to work on my own self-identity and how I engage and the right activities to be the person that I want to be. 
and now I'm, uh, as of today, I'm 12 weeks strong of doing every single habit every single day. Wow. Okay. Uh, I hope some of this will rub off on me during this podcast, but I love the, the, the root of what you're saying. And you and I have this in common. We talk about books a lot. <laughs> so I, I, you know, it's, it's sometimes it feels like it's harder to bump into someone else who really is as avid of a reader and learner um, as you are. And so that's interesting that now atomic habits, I think you had already been around and you reread it. And so for some reason it was right for you at this time and it, and it made sense to you. But, you know, a lot of us were trying to do that. And I have to say your story about how you were just spending every waking hour, just trying to figure it all out. I think there are a lot of people that were in that boat, um, you know, with you on that. What would you say to people who feel like they haven't come out of it? Like, what was it you think that kind of yank you out to be able to go, okay, I have to stop that. Can you put your finger on anything like that? Or what you would say to someone who's still feeling just that daily fatigue and duress of trying to figure it out? Uh, I had a conversation similar to this with my mentee yesterday and her feelings toward in that direction. For me, it, it goes back to taking time out to sit and look at who you are and who you want to be and then the what type of person embodies that and what do they do answering those questions for yourself and i think the interesting part is that during the pandemic there's a lot less distraction and noise despite the fact that there's an immense amount going on if you turn <laughs> off the news the reality is is you're not doing near the amount of social gatherings and you know typically i'd travel for work at least 15 to 20 times a year and you know that's completely out of the cards right now mm -hmm. so there's opportunity in that to create your own 90-day plan and i think a great way to do that is to like mm -hmm. create self-awakenings which is kind of how I got into back into being a very voracious reader. Mm -hmm. That's funny because I opened up my Marriott uh, app the other day and it said, thank you for 77 nights last, last year. And I was like, 77 nights. <laughs> when was I home? <laughs> uh, you think about all the travel time to and fro with that as well. And it is, I think what you're saying is true. We've all, really switched our lives differently and there can be this beautiful white space but again you have to make that decision to switch it off so on monday give me just even something just a little bit tactical so on monday you set your goals and your weeks is there one particular goal that you're looking to set or something that's been just really helpful one particular little habit if i were to recommend one thing it would be to meditate every single day. Mm. I was a skeptic that had only done meditation through some guided meditation until about two years ago. And now I think I've missed meditating probably a handful of days this entire year. And because if because taking that mm. time to really sit and essentially exercise your mind by being present and observing your thoughts as compared to actually engaging in them. Mm, oh my gosh, I'm huge. I'm a huge proponent for meditation. So just hearing you say it in, in different words, in your own words is, is to me, 
it, it makes me, it makes me happy. I wish more people would meditate. I can't, I, I can't express how much I get out of it also. And I have to say, every time I talk with someone uh, who really meditates and believes in it, they always start by, I was a skeptic at first. <laughs> it's always the way that conversation starts. And no one, no one ever says, I've completely embraced the interesting, you know, thought of, of uh, meditation from day one. <laughs> right. And then, and then I get into, uh, in terms of my weekly and my cadence, I, I take a clarity break every Monday morning for a minimum of one hour. And I mm. set two to three clear work priorities and personal priorities for the week. I attempt for them to not just be tasks or jobs to be done. Although sometimes there are weeks where that is what your goal is, right? Otherwise, I am very focused on the process and the systems that I am implementing to achieve what I ultimately am setting out to do. So I am very focused on process. Right, right. Yeah, I hear you on that. Let's take a short break. All car enthusiasts know the name Meguiar's. From soap to wax, they've been polishing the world's planes, trains, and automobiles for more than 110 years. Meguiar's products provide car-crazy enthusiasts an opportunity to express their utmost pride with their vehicle and overall passion for the car hobby. Check them out at meguiar's.com. M-E-G-U-I-A-R-S.com. Conducting global research? Marketing your brand to a multilingual audience? With translation, transcription, voiceover, and subtitling services in over 75 languages, we'll make the connection to your audience in their own language. Get the linguistic accuracy you expect with the cultural nuance you need, all tailored to your needs with friendly service. Try Multilingual Connections. Mention Little Bird Marketing for $100 off your first project. Multilingualconnections.com. Well, let's talk a little bit about where our worlds collide, because I have to say, you know, when I first met you, we talked and talked, but then I had a chance to go through your website, and, I, and you and I engage quite a bit online, um, especially on LinkedIn, but you do have a lot of great content on your website. You guys are, you know, so so many decades deep in what you do, and because of that, you have such a body of knowledge, but Tell me about how digital marketing has changed your selling process because your parents, you know, worked in this, in this field and then you worked in this field. And so you've seen the gamut of how things have changed, but digital marketing has really changed how we go to market and how firms, no matter whether they're, you know, older and more seasoned or, you know, new and startup, they still have to really understand the digital marketplace, which it seems like that you understand. So tell us a little bit about the resources that you have in place and what are some of your methods for getting content done? Yeah, I would say our content strategy online to date has been mostly a a mile wide and an inch deep. (laughs) It has been very focused on the half of our customer base that are marketing or consulting agencies that are taking on research and are not at a high knowledge level of research. I've mostly mm-hmm. relied on my own participation in Insights Association and uh, travel and events and in-person networking to build our business within the market research industry itself. 
that is changing now uh, because there is only inside sales and there is only online marketing mm-hmm. for what I believe is going to be at least the next 12 months. So we do work with a marketing agency. I only spend about 3% of our revenue on all marketing and sales spend. That's mm-hmm. not people. And half of that goes to this marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of what they do is actually X SEO and pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So our, our little business gets about 30,000 website visitors a month and mm-hmm. ranks on the first page of Google on over a thousand keywords. And, mm-hmm. you know, people can find our business. Unfortunately, our content has not done enough to engage mm-hmm. people to go deeper, which mm-hmm. is really the journey that we're going on now. One of the things in 2019 was the first time that I brought on, I I promoted internally to experienced people to take on a business development role, which was the first time someone outside of myself or my business partner was selling for the company. And that's been a big wake up call and realizing that what is clearly extremely complex, but I view as simple in my own head is Mm -hmm. not very clearly communicated either in our marketing or in Mm -hmm. how we were approaching sales. Mm -hmm. And what is a highly technical topic and difficult discussion around how to plan out research Mm -hmm. because we definitely don't sell anything that we definitively know exactly how we're going to get it done Mm -hmm. is something that needs to be simplified, simplified, simplified (laughs) over and over and over until we can break it down into a, you know, three-step process Mm -hmm. that can actually be communicated out to people. And so that, that works being done right now by us. Yeah. And that's not just in your brain. I've heard this so many times from founders and CEOs is like, there's a success and they brought themselves to this level of success. But the next step, the next level of success involves completely different skills, completely different projects. And, you know, I, you're, you're certainly not alone in that. Well, let me, let me just end by giving a little bit of a tee up to an interesting conversation you and I had recently about where you guys are going. um, That's a little bit of a different venture. Um, You guys have always been deep in this industry, in this vertical, but um, just really as a thanks for your time, why don't you give people a little bit of a plug about what you're doing with ag access and what, what you, what, what direction you see that going? So for 23 years as a data collection service firm turned research logistics and planning uh, and data collection execution business. We have done the majority of the work that we do within the agriculture and animal health sectors and out of a desire to both directly market and sell that expertise where we go far above and beyond the knowledge of most people uh, that do market research on knowledge within the ag and animal health industry. We launched Ag Access, which is at ag-access.com. That is our brand where we have also developed our own insight community over the past year specific to the agriculture vertical and can really own it beginning to end and absolutely know more about how to access those audiences and engage them in research than I would contend anyone else. That's got to be a difficult sector, really. It it is. It seems really, really hard, Colson. I mean, I think about it just on the, you know, just on the 
uh, the surface. And I think, yeah, that's a seriously niche, right? So you've got like an industry infrastructure, which is different from other B2B, you know, or other, it, really any other industry. They've got a completely different supply chain. And then like there is just a deep technical specificity of different roles in that industry. And so the experience to get into ag or their supply chain or, or, you know, with crops or even, you know, agricultural, you know, related uh, animals, I, I, to me, it really blows my mind. It seems like such an incredibly niche, you know, uh, uh, vertical. So <laughs> how would someone even possibly, you know, begin that, 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 that's what's interesting to me. So you guys, saw that you had done so much work in this and so you know you could either go do it full service for someone but ag access is what it's a different take to let people basically get the help they need within the vertical is that correct correct the 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 people we work with are the exact same we, our our preference is to work with the researcher themselves be that the consultant or on the client team and that means within ag we know enough to get our hands dirty and actually provide a, immensely more detail i i joke now that i spent the first eight years of my time at cfr convincing people that we could do more than ag and now we're leaning back into our niche that we uh, can definitely be the experts on to mm -hmm. accelerate the access to the market. And I think that's possible now because it's not just the major chem, seed, and equipment companies that need to buy our mm -hmm. services. There's a mm -hmm. lot of new entrants into needing to do market research within the uh, supply chain. So everything mm -hmm. from ingredient companies that sell back into large chemical companies as well as uh user experience designers doing ag and precision ag tech all need research now and that has mm -hmm. widened the base of people that can draw on our our services of having access to the industry and understanding it to a degree that we can actually find the right person to provide the right feedback mm -hmm. Well, you know, the other piece of that is, you know, farming, what uh, most people don't know, farming has just so colossally evolved in this country over the last two decades. So, you know, you, what you think of, if you're not, if you're not in a community like you are and like I am, that really has, you know, large farms and still family farms, people don't understand the difference. They still think of that farmers like a guy, <laughs> you know, and it's just not that world anymore so i love this you know talk you and i have sometimes about the very complicated ag supply chain and also how animal health professionals are really on the periphery of that industry it i can totally see why the expertise is is needed so this is really exciting i just want to come back and and remind people that's ag access that's ag-access.com if you want to read a little bit more about how CFR has um, really gone deep in this specialty and is is ready to, um, you know, really is the expert in, in this industry niche. So, Colson, thank you so much for joining us on Ponderings from the Perch. It's really been great to talk with you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. For um, all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, thanks for listening. Have a great day and happy marketing. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>